Hello, welcome to another episode of Push and Play. In today's episode, we wanted to reflect on our design education, and we want to ask how our college experience was affected by other aspects of our lives. What will we change, and how does design school shape our future? Stay tuned to find out. So before we dive right in to our topic for today, we want to take a moment to acknowledge everything that's happened. Uh, October and November have been crazy months. Uh, the election happened. We've been on a roller coaster of emotions. I, for one, have gone from incredible anxiety and stress to relief to um, a sense of determination, but then also an undercurrent still anxiety about the future. So we wanted to take a moment to acknowledge everything that's been happening and how it's affected each of us, um, but then also the role that design can play in shaping the world that we live in. Um, design can be a really powerful tool um, and we're definitely seeing the importance of design education, our topic for today, in really shaping the next generation of designers and the impact that they have on the world. Um, with a lot of the social injustice uh, that's being surfaced today, it's important to be having conversations about how the next generation of designers can have more and better impact on our society. Um, and if we want to solve the root of the problem, we also have to examine um, our design curriculum, our faculty, and what the overall design experience looks like. We both received the same design education, but each of us has our own interpretation and our different experience that shaped us into the type of designer we are today. And there are definitely ways that our schooling experience could have been more equitable and inclusive. In our introduction episode, we touched a bit on our experience in design school as we were introducing ourselves. Now that we are both a bit removed from the world of academia, we wanted to spend some time sharing and reflecting on our own experiences. So let's start at the beginning. I first learned about our product design program when I was attending an open house at Drexel. I'd already been interested in the university, but I had a few options and I wasn't really sure. Um, attending that open house gave me the opportunity to speak with our program director and um, some of the other students uh, who are already in the program. And I asked them lots of questions and toured the studio area. Um, and honestly, if I hadn't attended that open house, I'm not sure that I would have taken the jump to enroll. Um, I was strongly considering architecture at the time, actually. Um, and my logic was that there was a lot of overlap in kind of the fundamental design principles. So, you know, if by the time I finished my product design degree, I still wanted to be an architect, that door was still open and I could do a master's. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I'm, I feel really blessed to have found the work that I think is just right for me. Um, I'm curious, Danielle, what was your experience applying to colleges as an international student? Because um, I'm sure you didn't have the same kind of resources and information since you were so far away. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think my experience was definitely very different. I, first of all, just didn't have the kind of internet access that I wish that I had. Like every time I try to open up a browser just to glance some information, it always takes forever. And so I think because of that, it was really difficult for me to access the kind of resources or the information that I needed to learn more about all the programs and the schools that I was applying for at the time. Um, and also, I think I actually wasn't even aware that there was an open house and it wasn't really a thing to me until I came here and realized, oh, they do that every year before uh, people like actually decided to apply for a program or uh, have been admitted to a program. Now they wanted to learn more about it in person or through connecting with the current students or faculty. So those were some of the difficulties that I had experienced. And I think I got really lucky that I got into a program that I actually enjoyed because I know that a lot of my friends who I mean, not necessarily were applying for design programs, but they later found out that it wasn't a major or it wasn't the department or it wasn't the university that they wanted to get in or to be in. So it just kind of took them a much longer time and a lot more efforts to kind of find out about it once they've taken so much effort to move from the other half of the world to the other side. So, Hanya, I was curious, um, what were some of the things that you had to weigh when you were deciding what to major in and where to go to school? So the Muslim community as a whole, but um, especially the community that I grew up in, uh, is very focused on STEM careers. There's a lot of pressure to choose a career based on what will provide you with a stable, well-paying job. Um, and there's a lot of also stereotypes around being an artist or creative, um, you know, m having trouble making ends meet. So that usually translates to your options are doctor, lawyer, engineer, maybe you can go into business. Um, I definitely felt that pressure. Um, and I would say a lot of it is tied to kind of the immigrant mindset um, and the lack of a lot of like generational wealth or even sometimes a larger social safety net to fall back on. And because I also went to a high school that had that kind of focus, we were very math and science focused and it was a small private school. So we didn't have very many resources to like expand into extracurriculars or a diverse set of classes. So I actually didn't have a portfolio to apply with, which was a requirement for a number of design programs that I was considering. And it eliminated a number and really narrowed down the list quite a bit. Because what I had in terms of work to show was, you know, a, a very small amount of work and without any sort of real training, just kind of me doing things on my own. Um, so I think I carried a lot of that with me to college as well. Um, like higher education in the United States is not cheap. Um, <laughs> and so I, I definitely had scholarships and I took out student loans, but I still needed to be working part time to fund my education. Um, and so the time that I had to spend in the studio and the budget that I had to work 
within uh, four projects. Once I did get into school, it was not the same as a lot of my peers. Um, you know, I couldn't splurge on fancy materials or, you know, I didn't have the same leeway to like mess up in like ideation and things like that because I, I had to supply <laughs> those materials. Um, so I, I, it wasn't always a level playing field in that sense. And it was definitely something that I carried in the back of my head throughout my entire college experience. Um, I know you definitely experienced some of that um, since financial aid is is totally different world for uh, international students. I actually share quite a lot in common with you, Hanya, uh, when it comes to kind of choosing our major. Well, first of all, when I was uh, deciding what to major in, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to study, but I know that most of my friends chose STEM-related majors because of this kind of social pressure we have in, um, in China and also this model minority myth that was shared among Asian-American people or just Asian people in general. So as I look to my parents' jobs and also the, the career path that they took, I grew up in this pretty artistic family background. So I think that is always going to be the path that I also want to take, but I just didn't know where exactly my path were falling to was in the world of arts or design. So um, we ended up kind of balancing between what my mom does and what my dad does. So kind of between architecture and arts. And we thought that hmm, maybe product design would be kind of a good thing to balance between being practical versus being artistic. Um, so I got lucky that I ended up deciding on a major that I um, actually enjoyed. At the time, I, I think there was just a lot of social pressure on how we can become financially stable after we graduated from college and what success will look like for um, uh, people of Asian descent. So I think I definitely felt that me choosing to study in design was a pretty unique path at the time. And I definitely also had the pressure thinking, am I actually going to become successful or be able to afford um, or sustain my life financially after I graduated. And I also think um, to your point about uh, building your portfolio for a design or arts program, I also didn't have any portfolio um, because from the primary school through the high school, Academia was always the main focus for the Chinese kids. So I think I never really had the time to explore much what I wanted to do outside of uh, academia. But I did get lucky because um, my parents, they both work in the design or arts field. So I was able to at least be like be able to grow up in a family that shares those value or those appreciation. I got lucky in terms of like my financial support throughout college because my parents paid for all of my tuition and I also had a scholarship as well but it's actually much more expensive for international students to attend uh, the same college compared to 
a citizen of the United States. So even though I did have those financial support, but I personally felt a lot of pressure when people compared me with other Chinese international students and they thought that we all come from wealthy families and are spoiled by our parents because we didn't have to pay for anything. And they also thought that we're just study machines. So I actually wanted to look for some part-time jobs in the first couple of years of my college to just to prove to others that I am not one of them. But the thing is, we're only really allowed to work on campus, but there simply just weren't that many options for us. So in the end, I didn't end up taking any jobs. So the difference in opportunities also carried over when we came to apply for co-ops, which was um, this program that Drexel University had that's usually a six months long internship provided for the students. So uh, when I was applying for co-ops, I saw a lot of jobs that are just weren't really welcoming international students by labeling their opportunities as American citizens only. So I definitely felt that there just weren't as many opportunities for me to really exercise my skills and to really find out the kind of jobs, the kind of work uh, that I want to do as a designer. I think another aspect of design school that's really important to talk about and discuss is, you know, recognizing the impact that design schools have on, on the future. These programs are training generations of designers who are going to be making decisions that will shape the world in sometimes small but permanent ways. I know that may feel like a, a stretch, but the responsibility of being a designer is actually quite huge. Think about, for example, you know, the impact of the designers who created the social media platforms that we use today and, and the way that's shaped our world and our existence and our interaction with each other. One thing that I really remember about our program, which I appreciate, is that there was such a strong focus on the why um, behind whatever we were designing. For each project, we were really pushed to kind of examine what we were creating and what it was and what impact it would have. I remember some of like our freshman year classes, um, in addition to like learning about the rich history of design as a discipline, we were really pushed to think about what our, our design or our concept was bringing to the world. You know, what was the user need or want that it solved for? Um, and, and why was it important to, to bring this into existence? I definitely remember all of us being challenged on that multiple times during CRIT. Um, and for me, I think that's what made our product design program different from other ID programs at, at other schools, where form kind of followed function. And we always started with doing our research and, and defining our why before getting into, you know, fancy renderings and, and stylistic changes. Yeah, I definitely echo with a lot of things that you've mentioned. Um, and I think we also talked and learned a lot about what the impact of what we designed had on the world. And a lot of questions we ask include, would this product do more harm than good? Does this product really need to exist? Or how can we minimize the environmental impact of the products that we designed? 
So, for example, if someone said, "Hey, I made this、uh, beautifully rendered product or app," but what is the impact of this thing? Is it just going to be another piece of plastic that's going to sit on the shelf and end up in the landfill, or is it another app that will intensify users' addiction to their phones? So, I think a lot of traditional Industrial design programs, especially the undergrad programs, I think they really encourage students to to develop their technical skills while kind of neglecting the importance of the design process, which I thought was what product design, our product design program, did really well because、uh, I think it was almost the other way around. But don't get me wrong, I think personally, I I do appreciate all the technical skills that we had gained during our Our classes, but I think it's more important for us to really focus on the why and the how instead of just the what. So I think this can really help us lead the designers to not only having a sense of responsibility after stepping into the real world. So Hanya, I'm curious to hear about how you found your passion in design and how that impacted your career. Yeah, I think I, I think I really followed my heart in terms of、uh, the part of the process that I really found enjoyable. I love talking to people, learning about them and their needs and lifestyles, and and solving for the problems that they were having. So I think I found my focus on design research pretty early on, and to add to that, I always knew that I wanted my work to have a positive social impact. So the combination of those two things was was pretty straightforward for me. I think the application is what was more of the challenge.、Um, but I have to say, I don't think. That would have necessarily been the case if I maybe had a different experience in some of my sketching and, and prototyping focused classes. I definitely felt pressure to conform to like a certain style when it came to my sketching and drawing skills, which like didn't come naturally to me at all. And my reaction to that was kind of just to like pull away. <laughs> To be honest, I think if I had also been coming into our product design program with more of that kind of like arts and design background in high school, like some of our peers, who knows that might have been a bit different. And that's not to say that I've I've given up on on that more ideation creative part of the design process, but. I'm definitely squarely the type of designer that lights up at the opportunity to talk to people and ask questions and and listen attentively. I think I was also really really blessed to have incredible women teach our more discovery and user research focused classes. So shout out to Sarah Dirk and Michelle Zada, you both are amazing. Really having the opportunity to learn from these two incredible women. Was really formative for me. I think,、um, Danielle, how would you describe your journey? So it took me a really long time to find my areas of interest within the world of design. I think I explored a lot of different paths. So in my first year, I was really interested in textile design. So I did a lot of, I took a lot of classes. In that area, and also did a lot of just exploration and experimentation on the side. 
And then in my second year, I became really interested in sustainability. And then when it comes to my junior year, because we were starting to look for jobs for our co-ops, and I realized I really didn't know what I wanted to do as a designer. But I got really lucky because I got an experience to work at Hasbro for my co-op, which really opened up my eyes. It made me realize the power of play and how much positive impact it can bring to our work and lives. And before I left my uh, co-op at Hasbro, my mentor and my boss at the time said this to me. She said that I should really embrace my identity and take full advantage of my cultural background. So to give you a little background, uh, one of the projects that I worked on was about uh, some market research for the Chinese toy market. So we were brainstorming what the future of the toy market would look like in China in a couple of years. And when I presented that research to a lot of different groups across Hasbro, People were really impressed and they really appreciate me bringing that really authentic and really the first person perspective to the table. So after I left my co-op from Hasbro, I realized that there is a really big benefit that play can really bring to us, which is to be yourself. And this piece of advice from my boss has really encouraged me to bring more authenticity into my design, which really influenced me on the way I design moving forward. And since then, I have been exploring how we might bring more playing to our lives and work to create more engaging and meaningful experiences. But I would say that I've been on a journey of exploring my passion and my responsibilities as a designer. I am still constantly reflecting on things that I can do more of. It's a never-ending journey, I will say. Yes, having good mentors is really so, so important, I think, and can be really impactful on you know your career journey and how you see yourself as a designer. I'm really glad that you had that good experience um, during your co-op. I think one thing that was missing for me in my college experience, um, and to be honest, I can't say how much this has changed since then, but having professors who are from diverse backgrounds, I think having that opportunity to have mentors and, and teachers who you can kind of connect with and who understand your lived experience better is really invaluable. And Reflecting back on my college experience, I I don't think I had a single person of color teach me any of my design classes. Um, there was really such a lack of racial diversity. And as a person of color and a woman of color, I can't imagine how my experience would have been different if we'd had professors who who were people of color and could understand other aspects of my lived experience more uh, accurately or, you know, based on their experiences as well. Um, I think this is definitely like one of the first things if ever that I would, that I would change about our, our design school experience because I think also like what we're missing when we don't have this kind of racial diversity in in the faculty of a design program is, you know, we were talking about 
training a next generation of, of designers and the responsibilities that being a designer uh, carries in terms of shaping the world. I think we can also bring that back to the curriculum within design school and the perspectives that are um, you know, shared during that process. And you have students from a variety of different backgrounds coming together to, to learn and then ultimately go on and, and shape the world in small but significant ways. And, and that transformation process from like student to designer, we really need to emphasize the impact that the faculty have in that process and the importance of having a diversity of lived experiences and perspectives within that process even just to highlight like small things about like design choices that you might make that for a certain group of people or people from a certain cultural background or like class um, experience, how that might affect folks differently. And when you have narrow section of the population being represented within um, design faculty, you're missing out on a lot of that richness of experience. So yeah, I think that that would be one of the first things, like the top things I would change about my my design school experience. I think I would have come out a very different designer had I had a really diverse, rich faculty to learn from. Yeah, I totally agree uh, with everything you've just mentioned. Like, I think personally, I think I would have also benefited a lot uh, by having even just one professor who is not white. And I think one thing that I'm seeing a lot more is that a lot of professors uh, who are people of color, they're really vocal on social media that where they share their voice on some of the social issues that we're seeing and also how they plan on kind of addressing them either through their uh, curriculum or just their voice on those social platforms. So I thought that was so impactful. Like if we had a professor uh, who were constantly advocating for social justice or um, like or sustainability or even just the manufacturing process, how can we make the process more sustainable? How can we create less waste? Like all these things, I think we just didn't have that. Like, uh, and also if you think about it, even if we're all taking the same class across different design programs from different universities, our experience could be so different based on the professors we have for those class. I wish that we had a professor who were able to bring in like some really different perspectives that will uh, help shape us into the designers that we are today. So I, so I totally agree with you on having professors with diverse backgrounds and the importance of it. And I think it also impacts on the type of projects that we would decide to work on, especially when it comes to senior thesis or the senior project that we um, all got to work on in our last year. I mean, I think, I again, I got lucky because I got that piece of advice from my boss and my mentor from Hasbro about embracing my identity and authenticity. But imagine if I didn't hear that piece of advice and I just kind of went straight into brainstorming for ideas for my senior design. I don't know if I would have come up with 
this idea that I ended up doing, which was um, this learning experience that I've created for American-born Chinese children to reconnect with their Chinese heritage through the lens of food. So I thought that is something we need to work on more. How can we create a more diverse and more inclusive environment, starting from the design programs, you know? Yeah, I really agree with everything that you've said. And I think the other aspect, uh, the other impact of having a diverse faculty within design education is just like better understanding what your students are going through. Um, I mean, I, I guess I was kind of lucky and like I was graduating before like the intensity of the 2016 election cycle. But like I still experienced a lot of that like discussion that was happening. I mean, US election cycles are notoriously long. So, you know, even <laughs> in like at the end of our senior year, that was still happening. But uh, it definitely was affecting me in terms of like what was occupying my brain space of my thoughts for the future and my anxieties in general <laughs> at the time. Um, you know, the general discourse that was happening then um, was something that was definitely weighing on me. And I can't imagine being a student within these past four years, or especially this past year, having professors who are people of color, who come from a diverse set of backgrounds, means that they're more in touch and in tune with the pressures that their students, who are of a diverse uh, background are going through um, and so I I really think we can't underestimate the value of having faculty and professors who can say like hey I know that this is you know giving you a lot of anxiety or it's weighing on you um, you know you're under a lot of stress that maybe some of your peers aren't feeling the same way um, but then also to help kind of yes give leeway for that so that people have like you know, room to breathe, but also help direct students in terms of like how to channel that into their work. I think instead of just like being paralyzed by some of that anxiety and fear. Yeah, definitely. That is so true. And I think not to say that we, we should put that responsibility or that burden onto the professors, but I think just e even having the understanding and the empathy towards the students could be so beneficial and so important. So we've touched upon a lot of aspects of our design education experiences, and we hope that some of them resonated with you and made you reflect on your experience and how you think things can change. So as always, we wanted to end our episode on a bit of a lighter note. So this week, we wanted to ask, what was our favorite class? So Hanyo, do you want to go first? Sure. So I think it's actually ironic because uh, my two favorite courses in school were actually not product design classes. Um, I'm kind of tied between a bookmaking class that I took through the graphic design department and a wood turning class that uh, we were offered. I think what I liked most about both of those is that they were very meditative um, in that you really had to be focused on what you're doing and couldn't be distracted with other things. Um, but you still felt 
productive. Like you're focused on the one thing of like turning wood or <laughs> making a book. And at the end of that, you know, session of focus, you'd have made a thing. And so it was, I think, a, in a sense, like a, a stress reliever for me. And I think I still turn to similar activities now when I need to zen out. I was just gonna say that sounds so you. Like I think a lot of the activities you do, like macrame making, as mostly craft related, but still, like you can. It's amazing to see how that uh, might have been translated from the kind of classes you enjoy the most and the kind of skills that you're kind of practicing without realizing it now. So for me, I really enjoyed the one of the classes I took. In my senior year, which was a toy design class, surprise, but also surprising. But I think、uh, what I really enjoyed about that class was the fact that we were able to we we worked on I think three to four different projects during that one class, which was like a ten week long class. We got to explore a lot of different materials and different different types of toys.、And、I think it was more of just the fact that we. Could really be ourselves and also really get to unleash our creativity and really do whatever we want. And I think that class also one helped me build my portfolio because at the time I wanted to be a toy designer, but also a just made me realize that there's so many potentials in the world of play. And similarly, a lot of the skills that I、uh, earned from that class. Or just kind of the mindset that we were practicing during that class have all so translated into what I do in my life and in my work nowadays. So yeah, I think that's such an interesting reflection for both of us. On that note, we hope you have a good rest of your day and that you enjoy the time you spend with us. If you enjoyed listening, please share our podcast with your friends. We look forward to having you join our next conversation to learn and reflect together. See you next time. Bye.